I'm Vince. And I'm Travis. And we're about to ruin your games and stuff. This is Travis! Welcome to Undesign. Woo! What's up, Trav? Hey, Vinny. Uh, that was a woo. So you didn't, you didn't think I was going to nature boy, did you? But I did. I did not think Ric Flair was going to have anything to do with this episode whatsoever. Um, it's really, really strange, you know, but I was a Sting fan. So, you know, whatever. Screw all that. That's no way, man. Four horsemen have fallen. Uh, but uh... come on. <laughs> come on, man. No, no, I'm not talking about and I'm not talking about like stupid uh, um, pastel Sting. I'm talking about, you know, the crow Sting. You're what not, are we talking about? What is this? What What is happening at the beginning of this episode? <laughs> We've gone off the rails eight seconds in, all because of a woo. That's how easy you're flustered. And I think, Trav, this ties in very well to our topic, okay? Really? Oh, yeah. I'm going to segue this. I'm with you. I feel it. I understand. I can... Like I, I just, I it just went through my head exactly how you're gonna, you're gonna pull these things together because wrestling really is a collaborative thing. So what was the thing we rolled? We rolled building an adventure as a group. Yes. Very interesting, right? I, I think so. Mainly, well, collaboration is always something very high on our minds when we design yes. a game. So. So so let's why why don't you tell the the listeners about. The various things, like, it, it's one of our core tenets in a lot of our games. So what have we written about that you should collaborate on that people might, might not normally collaborate on, Trav? Mm. Well, I mean, the thing is, we, we tend to write collaboration into everything when we really want to drive that point home. We, we built a whole game around it, um, w- which is basically from start to finish collaboration uh, from character creation, which is something that rarely does anybody ever collaborate on. The most they collaborate um, while creating characters is with their GM to see if something they want to do is legit and legal in the game. That's the most collaboration they'll do uh, a lot of the times. But when, when we, when we stress it, we, we, we literally mean to go around the room, go around the room and talk to all the people who are playing with you and be like, well, what do you think about this character? And how would you improve that character? That kind of collaboration, like real collaboration. How, how will this character impact the game? And, you know, can can other people's ideas and views of that character make that character a better experience for the player and everyone else who's playing with that player? Um, that's one way. Another way would be collaborating on a game world or a setting to to work together within, which you know that's another big deal. Usually, these kinds of things like settings and so forth are laid out by the GMs and the GM only, um, and GMs put a lot of work into these things by themselves. But that that tends to, and this is not, a, not necessarily always a bad thing, but it tends to create a rift between the player's attachment to these, uh, to these settings and, and worlds that you lay out for them. The same would go for anything you buy as a, like a setting. Like if you go out and buy Forgotten Realms as a setting, there's, there is a detachment involved there because it's all written and developed by people who aren't the ones who are playing it at that moment. Um, so when you collaborate with a group um, and the people who are actually going to play in this setting and place, um, you can get a lot of uh, a, a lot more connection with uh, with the game that you're about to play because you took part in creating it. Um, now, and I think today we're going to talk about building an adventure as a group. Now, this is a this is a uh, a very different thing. Very, 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 uh, very, very. I don't know. It's different from what what I what I was just talking about because um, if you build an adventure as a group, it would be then difficult to run that adventure without bias with that group. So let's talk about it, Vince. What do you think? Yeah, I, first of all, let me just say, I love the idea of this. 
Um, I I just actually am starting this, so I, I will openly say I that that I've never actually done this. I well, we did it for one session. We've started doing it, and yeah, that question that you raised came up of like, well, hold on, if we're gonna build this together, how are we going to play it? And and I think the answer is we are. We just are right. Um, I I'm not sure that it would really matter because. The GM is always going to express some amount of our, you know, authorial control, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And introduce new elements. That's number one. But number two, I think it's just a potent thing to do because, and and I do think it takes some like level of of maturity and sort of metagame detachment, right, to not be like, oh well, I know mm-hmm. in the next thing we're going to do this, so it's cool well, we can get captured here. I actually I think it's a, a good thing, probably for a separate reason. Um, than making a good adventure, okay? Okay. Like, I, I feel like if you built an adventure as a group, if, you know, you go around the table and talk about ideas and how, how you want to see a story play out and what, what kind of narrative there's going to be, what kind of enemies there's going to be, what kind of villains there's going to be, etc. Yep. Um, it's certainly a, a, a group dynamic building exercise, right? It's a, a thing that you can do with your friends and it helps you get a very good idea of who your friends are, what they like in their games, and how they want to see future games played out even if you never play that adventure you know what i mean kind of a um uh it's a it's a a teamwork building skill you know like yep. it's it's, bu- it's building the skill um as it of teamwork itself um and we usually don't say things like you know teamwork in <laughs> you know playing a game or whatever but that's really what we're trying to do here right Absolutely. No, I'm, I'm totally with this. The more, the more you went on about this. Yeah. We don't, we're not necessarily talking about building a whole campaign together, right? You, you could do that, but what we're really talking about is building an adventure. And I think you're exactly right because one of the toughest things to nail down is what do the players at your table actually get out of playing? Like, what do they actually like? Right, and it's so yeah funny. because otherwise, if you're like let's say say you're just taking a standard um, walk into playing an adventure, like you just play an adventure um, that was pre-written by one person, um, and you you then only have the information to, given to you from the very few things that someone at the table likes. Okay, so if if you give them a magic item or something and it has an interesting background and that player seems to really be interested in that interesting background, you get that singular piece of information and that's the only growth you have on how to, as a GM, on how to tailor your adventures to make your players have fun, right? To help your players have fun. Whereas if you're building an adventure together, everything that comes out of that person's mouth, that player's mouth, when they're, when they're like bringing, bringing an idea to the table is something they like. So it's just like multitudes of information available to you as opposed to just these singular, you know, kernels no i think you're exactly right it's it's almost like a i i you know anthropologically it's like sort of this accelerated bacterial culture right where the reason we do a lot of stuff with bacteria is because they have a generation like every day or every couple minutes or you know whatever i don't know whereas we have one every 20 years so it's just you can test things so much faster when people are forced to give an opinion and what's interesting about it is they have to think about it in terms of them playing it or, or you know, them experiencing it as a player. Because I found that when you ask people what they like or don't like in a game, it's really hard for them to tell you because it's hard for them to pluck it 
from sort of thin air, right? Of like pulling up this framework that you've been working on for you know an hour together. They have kind of already have a basis from where to draw from. Yes, exactly. Like if you're like, sitting on a table and you're doing this for an hour and, and everybody's seeming to get into it, they all have their own ideas and things starting to pop up. Um, it's a lot easier for someone to to take from from the experience. Yes. Be, plus, it forces them, it gives them some grounding to start from, right? Like, oh, now we are talking about a combat. Okay, well, here's the elements of combat that I like. And now we're mm -hmm. talking about NPCs that we meet in this town. Here's the elements I like about NPCs. Whereas if I just say, what do you like? Right? Uh, you, you ever just, it's like somebody saying, what's your favorite food? Or what's your favorite yeah. song? Cho choice paralysis. Uh, you know, yes. it's not even, not even what's your favorite. Cause a lot of people do have favorites in mind, but it's more like, well, where do you want to go to eat tonight? <laughs> you know, there's like, there's so many choices. I don't know. What are, can you narrow that down to a street? You know, one street of a place, you know, places that's nearby, can you narrow it down to that first? And that helps, you know, narrow right. it down to the street. Um, because if you're only going to, you know, you're only going to go go on High Street or whatever and get food that's on High Street because it's closest, then that narrows down the choices a bit and gives, gives, gives a person a little more comfort level when they make their decision. Yep. Or if you say, we're going to go get Mexican, which Mexican place do you want to go to? Or yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. So, and that's what this does. I think you're exactly right. It gives an unbelievable insight into the the profiles of your players. Um, let me let me give another example here. Let me say let me give another. I think giant giant benefit to this. In your group, you probably have a mix of people who are pretty decent GMs, people who are average GMs may have GM'd a couple times, and people who might want to GM but haven't really. And, and people who never GM'd and, and maybe don't want to, right? Like that is to say, it's kind of a, it's a spectrum. Fair enough? Yeah. So building the adventure together is also a great sort of training tool, right? Yeah. So you can look at, you can look at those people who have less experience at it or want to GM and haven't or haven't GM'd and don't want to. Those people who want to GM and haven't yet have a good idea then of how everyone else builds an adventure okay everyone else at the table people who have maybe having more experience than they do and then the people who don't want to gm and then or, or or make an adventure um at all may it may change their mind completely and they may be like be like wow i can do this exactly and it lets them sort of learn from the experts right that that is to say the other senior gms at the table who are are walking through their thought processes right because that's what you're going to do as you're talking through this adventure you're going to say like well, you know, I really think we need a fight here because the PCs are going to be kind of restless at this point. There's been a couple talky scenes um, and they're going to feel kind of frustrated by the political machinations. Let's break it up and let them punch mm -hmm. something. You kind of you can, you can get some examples of tone and tempo and other things that that uh, more experienced um, adventure writers can can lay on the table. Yeah, exactly. So it it, it builds your group. It tells you as as a person what everybody else at your table likes. And I think here's here's I'm, I'm gonna give you another thing. I'm gonna give you another thing that I think is really good about this. Okay. It's going to force you and your group to talk about the types of adventures you like, not just the individual things in there, right? The elements. But I mean, like, at a high level, the types of adventures 
that your group mm-hmm. wants to engage in and go on, right? Yeah, it's much it's much like picking a movie at the movie theater. You, you get an idea of what what people actually like to see, you know, what they want to do. Um, so this person likes action films, and this person likes rom coms, you know, and you, you yes. get an idea. Yes, exactly. So if you've got if you know you've got somebody at the table who loves like you know crazy complex mysteries, but everybody else you know really hates it you you know okay i probably shouldn't base a whole campaign around a sherlock holmes right level but mystery. you can tailor something for that person in the future then though that gives you an in with that player on how this is how you can hook that particular player at a moment in in, in a game you're running that you really want to that you want to engage that person and give them their opportunity to have the spotlight you can do it in this way yep it also lets the players talk to each other about what they like and maybe sell each other like Oh, I had never thought about doing, uh, you know, a, a James Bond style spy adventure before, right? That's kind of cool. Well, yeah, that mm-hmm. would be neat. How could we do that, right? And it might make people think about sort of uh, the the styles or types of games in new ways because you're having an open conversation as you're all trying to build something that you yeah. all want to build together. And this is very good for everybody involved, um, and can be particularly useful for. You know, let more quiet players or or players that are that are are more introverted and often don't have a platform to speak on. But when you give them this opportunity, then you can actually get a chance to see what what they like, which is invaluable as a player or a GM at the same table. So, uh, so I think we're we're in agreement that this is a great exercise, right? Like, yes. As an exercise, this is a useful thing. Like creating an adventure together um, is a good exercise and. Perhaps we'll have a link to something that'll that'll give you like an outline of how you could go about this with your group uh, for people who are interested who are listening um, in doing this with their groups. You know, we give an outline of like make make some bullet points or something for them um, on on our take on creating an adventure together. Um, but what 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 I would like to you know shift over to before we before we end today is is this useful as a tool though? Otherwise, like not just as an exercise. But as a tool, like, like, can how how would this happen? Like, how would this work um, if you're going to play it after you created this adventure? Sure. And or anything that I said there that you want to correct, <laughs> please do whatever. No, I'm with you. In other words, what you're saying is, okay, we all got together, we all built yeah. this adventure. Can we play it knowing that we know all the beats of it? Right. right? Okay. That's my question to you. Yes. Sure. Like, like how does that work out? What What is your vision of that? Since we're, I, both, we're both relatively new to this concept, but we both like it. So. Yeah, yeah. I am going to say yes, but. Okay, which I know you're supposed to say yes and, but I'm going to say yes, but. Yes, but only for games where secret knowledge isn't the key to the whole right, thing. Right, it's not the crux. Um that makes sense. Um, as us or or it, when you trust trust your group wholeheartedly with meta information, at least you know. I, I mean, yeah. If the I mean, I think there's even if your group is trusted, even if your group doesn't meta game at all, right? So you're saying if the element of fun in an adventure is the crux, yes, um, is the that, element of surprise. Yeah, that's no, the only time when it's no good. <laughs> when it's yes. probably not. It's probably gonna fall flat. Um, I don't know. I, I I have really mixed feelings about it. I feel like it's uh, it's a, and it'd be a weird thing to try, um, especially if you were not completely in tune with your group. Like if you don't understand your group wholeheartedly already, um, and what they like, it might be a difficult endeavor because 
as a GM, I am often inclined to just go off the rails. I'm just like, yeah, I, this this part of the adventure is not going well, so we're going to go over here and do this other thing that I just randomly came up with on the spot, right? Right, sure. And no. people would people would would maybe be like, well, what happened to all the stuff we just spent all this time creating? <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Like this is the dilemma that I would run to, run into as a GM. I think. Sure. I I for me here's here's what I'll say. I think that if we're talking about an adventure where the main piece is sort of the development of the characters, right? That is by that I simply mean you know it's it's about what the characters experience and do and how they grow. Yes, and and not about the story itself, right? It's about the character development. I understand. Yeah, where 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 uh, what do I want to say? A, a a story where characters motivate story, not plot motivates story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so. If it's that, I think you could play that absolutely. And I think of that like right. um think of the movies that you can rewatch. That that might be the best example. So like when the fifth element comes on, like if I'm flipping a channel and I see the fifth element, okay? I will stop and watch that movie almost every time because I find it funny, I find it really really artfully well made in the way it's cut. I find the adventure exciting. I like the characters, even though I know everything that's going to happen. I know beat by beat because I've watched that movie 30 times, right? I still will stop and watch it again because I just enjoy experiencing it. Yeah, the characters are the interesting part. Um, And and yes, I understand the sentiment. I mean, I watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer every year, like once a year, the the entire series, because I love the characters. It's not because I care about, you know, necessarily the plot and the, the devices that drive the character development, you know, that, that, that allow that character development to happen. So I see what you're saying. If you're, you're saying if, if we're separate, where if, if we look at it as the characters driving the story, as opposed to the story driving the characters, then it's more viable as a method for creating adventure, right? For, yeah. for the group that you're playing with. Yes. Um, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Especially cause you could have, think of it, an adventure. Think of how many adventures you could have where like, here's an easy example. Let, let's let, you know, what I would argue is we're in this in this thing we're proposing. We are not doing anything new. We are only rediscovering what uh, what Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman and Jeff Grubb and the rest of their group did like 30 plus years ago because they all got together and wrote and played the Dragonlance saga, right? That was being written mm-hmm. by multiples of them yeah simultaneously like the adventure the game the novels they were all writing and playing it at the same time more or less especially the first book um and but yet they were still experiencing it and the story could go so many different ways based on the characters in there to the point where the original dragonlance box set right mm, yeah was just that adventure it was literally that story those three books it didn't deviate Right. Yep. Um, and people love that adventure. Um, you know, people read the books and went, "I want to play this." Yeah, let's do that, right? <laughs> and they yeah. went out and bought the adventure that was the thing they just read. I, there's no difference, ultimately, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that is absolutely the same thing. So if it's so, if you're it's, saying it can be a successful endeavor. Like it can be more than just an exercise. It can actually be a game. Yes, absolutely. If if it's good enough for one of the probably better regarded and most beloved fantasy story adventures of all time, 
it's good enough for you. It's possible. I'm going to say that's, yeah, that it's makes possible. it possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. This might be a difficult thing for some games because to deal with, though, like, like, brush this of does fire some amount of people freak. You know, hold on, some, hold on. You went kind of restart what you just said because you you went kind of wonky. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. If I uh, went off the rails there, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. It's fine. We good? Okay. So, what I was trying to say was the uh, this might be difficult for some GMs because a lot of GMs it, it, for, to GM a game it takes some amount of control freak. Does, yes. that, does that track? It takes some amount totally. of, of interest in controlling the environment. Um, so it may be a difficult concept for one of those GMs who is very used to having complete control, you know, complete uh, uh, artistic control of this this experience to hand over the reins from time to time. But I still th- I still think for, for those people, if you happen to be one of those people that is really into controlling things and how they work out, it might be a good learning experience for you to try this different kind of collaborative way to make an adventure. And, and just as an exercise, even just to try to have some fun with the people you play with to get some insights. So keep that in mind, right? Um, Absolutely. I, did we have anything else uh, we really wanted to say about this, Vince? I think we covered it all, my friend. Very cool. That's uh, that's um, undesigned. Absolutely. Uh, that is undesigned. Thank you all for uh, listening. We really appreciate it. If you want to get in touch with us, don't forget emails down below. Go ahead and send us in your thoughts, your requests for future topics. Or, or just, uh, you know, some fun adventures that you all wrote together as a group. That would be super cool. But, uh, yeah, love it. And uh, as always, we'll see you next time.